Six World Music. Gary Six World Music. Gary Six World Music. Six World Music. Six World Music. Here we go. Alright. And welcome back to Gary's Six World Music, the podcast about everything weird, wild, and esoteric. Well, it's another scorcher over here. It's a scorcher of a summer day. We're hot on the heels of August. Now, August is the most somber of months, especially for me. Like, August. (laughs) Um, Now, it's most august for me because I'm still unemployed, and I'm looking for work as a social studies teacher here in Sacramento. So far, it's not working out. But anyway, uh, if it's your first time listening, well then, welcome. I'm your humble host and Gary representative, Chris Kovarik, and I'm here to tell you some good weird music picks for the week. This week of week 89, bubblegum, psych, midi, baroque, glam, synth fuckery. That's what week we're in. Um, now I don't choose the songs though, just as, just so you know. Uh, oh no, I do not. It's from the top voted music for the week over at reddit slash r slash sixth world music. Um, people over there are working round the clock. Right now, they're working, scouring the ether for the strange and the wild and the weird. (laughs) Now, uh, in addition to the normal stuff, I also have an extra special treat for you today, guys. I have an interview with one of the mods over at r slash sixth world music. I'm talking about the prolific Curly B, aka the man behind the monthly specials. So I'll be sampling a little bit of his music, and I'll also show you a conversation that we had. Um, He's from Britain, and I'm of course from the USA. Um, So we took us a little while to uh, coordinate it, but we finally got it, and uh, he's a good guy, man. We had a great conversation. We we talked for something like three hours. It took us about a half hour to get like the the sound working, and and I apologize for the sound because it didn't ever quite get working, as you'll see. Um, but I salvaged some bits out of it, some interesting stuff. Um, but just to give you a little more insight and a little more uh, fireside chat like uh, version of the of the pod, guys. Now, but but before we get there, guys. Um, I want to talk about. I'm just gonna make it pretty uh, a pretty bare bones thing this week because I want to have it mainly be about Curly B. Um, so let's start with um, our Gary's pick of the week. This is User Doggy Styles with Overcast's uh, Cyst Sandwich. All right. So this is Cyst Sandwich by Overcast. I'm going to play quite a bit of it because I don't think that he would mind uh, if I play it <laughs> in probably its entirety. Here we go. Gee, happiness is really a hard thing to talk about because, well, it means something different to each of us. Happiness is having a sister. Finding your sister. 
sharing a cyst sandwich every now and then. And happiness is coming right in the middle of my face, right in a very special place. Happiness is learning to come for the very first time. Happiness is learning to whistle or tying up your sister every now and then. And happiness is coming right in the middle of my face Isn't that beautiful? It's a beautiful thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, um, I'm always an advocate for having more funny stuff in the music world. Um, and I've, been, I've always been a fan, too, of absurdity and, 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 yeah, the comedy aspect of music. I feel like it gets a bad rap where it's like, if you have comedy in your music, it's seen as, like, like lesser than or something. Or it's like, oh, if it only was uh, serious, you know? There's too much serious music in the world anyway, guys. Um, of course, probably why, a part of why there isn't more of it is that it can go horribly, horribly wrong. You know, comedy is dangerous, and it also uh, tends to not age very well. Uh, but, you know, you could watch, watch some Buster Keaton right now, and it's still funny, you know? Um, but, for example, I was at a party over the weekend, and uh, I had somebody tell me, Oh, wow, you're really funny. Do you have like an improv background or something? Um, and uh, it, was, it was something like that. Um, but it really threw me off. And then like after that moment, I couldn't be funny. Uh, it, yeah, it really fucked me up. Um, <laughs> he might have been fucking with me the whole time. Because um, I'm really not that quick on my feet. I do. I will say I am kind of funny sometimes. But but yeah, once I was put on the spot, it, you know, it's, so comedy and, and being funny is a hard thing to harness. And when it's bad, it's like god-awfully bad. But that's not this song. This song is hilarious. It, it reminds me of like, like internet meme culture, but this is from like 1998. So he had it beat by, I don't know, at least 10 years. <laughs> nah, I don't know. There was some, there was some good early days of the internet. Um, You're the man now, dog. And, and, uh, Something Awful, and uh, what was the other one? Newgrounds. There's some good stuff, like, in early 2000s. But, that, I mean, this guy's just using sampling to make it say, like, ridiculous things. It, it's hilarious, man. Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> it's from this guy, um, Mark Newlands. That, that's who the guy is behind Overcast. Um, he's from Australia. He usually makes, like, techno, gabber, and hardcore techno. Um, he's a, a staple of the scene down there, I guess, in, uh, in Newcastle. He uh, founded his own label called Bloody Fist Records, by the way, and it uh, really exploded onto the scene in 94. It made Newcastle like a, a cool place for techno, which is amazing. Um, now this song, of course, is a little bit of anach anachronism because this doesn't sound like techno at all. Uh, <laughs> it's clearly a fun aside from his normal stuff that he does. Um, so I, I was looking around for uh, some insight into this era for this guy and a clue into what the hell this is. So I found something interesting from, uh, from 1997. 
uh, oh, where, where was this? It was an interesting website. You, you, if you Google it, you'll find it. If you look for, um, uh, if you look for Mark Newland's, uh, interview or Mark Newland's Bloody Fist Records, you'll, you'll see an interview. Okay, so here's what he had to say about this time. Basically, a lot of the material is of cut-and-paste mentality. Uh, the records are put together out of bits and pieces of things that we have lying around. So you'll find a record by an artist on our label um, is very indicative of what's in their record collection, or what they listen to at home, or noises that they hear around the places uh, that they live. Another thing is always is also that the music kind of reflects the environment a lot, which is not a very nice one. It's pretty. It's a pretty gritty place. It's full of industrial nature. Or it's a very industrial nature. Obviously, we start started with rap music and things, and that combined with the sounds I'm influenced by, my environment, growing up and things, that washed into one big mishmash of material. <laughs> so, end quote. Yeah, there we go. Um, so I love his mentality, man. Uh, just basically take everything, you know, wear your, uh, your influences on your sleeve and just go for it. I, I love that. But this is hilarious and brilliant stuff. And don't be afraid to be funny. Uh, that goes for you all, too. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay. Since I want to have some time for Curly B's interview, I'm just going to talk about the number one voted um, thing this week. And that, of course, is Nervous Gender with Monsters. This is from uh, the user The Friend Catcher. I will say, this is very near and dear to my heart. Okay, let's listen to it. i got to be more critical, though. There are things that I don't like. <laughs> here. Oh, here it is. Size children came around. I love those lyrics. I love his delivery. I love uh, 
I love those nasally synths. <sighs> I actually submitted some Nervous Gender on, on Six World Music before, and it never gained traction. So I'm not bitter, but I'm just glad that they're finally getting their days in the sun, and people are seeing how amazing they are. Um, it's, it's what they deserve. They're, they're as good as it gets. They're proto-industrial, they're OG electropunk, and they're clearly experimental. Um, and they're also queercore, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, Nervous Gender was this group in 1978, um, formed in 1978, out of L.A., of course. So, Franck, P-H-R-A-N-C, uh, the de facto confrontational, um, group leader, band leader, um, would, would basically, like, insult the audience, he, um, called the audience, uh, dykes and pussies, and, like, their first gig... Basically, they were asked to stop playing because people were getting so offended. Um, I actually, um, I said he, it kind of threw me off there because I'm not sure how they uh, identify themselves. So if they do not uh, identify themselves as he, then I'm sorry about that. Um, now, <clears throat> those blaring distorted synths are just so pure and amazing, along with like that screaming, you know, speaking of screaming... Them along with the Screamers are some of my favorite bands ever. Just something about them is just the perfect mix of shit for me. And and also, it, it's so endearing, like, the, the recording quality, too. They only have, I believe, like, one or two records. There's one that's live. There, no, there's a couple that are live. Uh, this one that it's off of, this, this song, Monster, is off of, let's see... Music from Hell. <laughs> uh... But yeah, I think the rest of them are all live. But I, I can't say enough great things about them. Uh, it just sounds like raw, like aggression at times. But it invites you in to be with them. You know, not like Gigi Allen, where it's like him versus you, <laughs> even if they are insulting people in the audience. A little like Gigi. Um, it just sounds playful and fun. There's the boy. But yeah, I, I, I can forgive my dog because he uh, had a rough day today. <laughs> we went to the vet and he had to get a, he had to check a suspicious looking lump. So they had to poke this spot that he's been sensitive about. He's very, very sad today. Um, now also, speaking of their live stuff, you should really look up their, <laughs> you should look up on YouTube, uh, Live at the Target with Nervous Gender. Because uh, their drummer, uh, for that era, for that show, I guess, is this, like, 10-year-old kid, maybe less, and he's just wailing as he's doing it, you know? I don't know the story behind that, but it's hilarious. <laughs> so, original, honest, unapologetic, uh, nervous gender has it all, man. So what a time to be alive. So, um, it's Curly B interview time. So, this was recorded, I think, a week ago. Talking heads for whatever fucking god they decide to fucking believe in any given day of the motherfucking week. Because until you come out and talk about the real motherfucking asshole fucking rapist
to the city long story. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm like this. Don't let me start talking about music because all I do is waffle for hours on end. Um, so... <laughs> no, waffle away. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean you can splice this up as much as you like, you can just cut out the silly crap and just go for the sound bites. I mean, you know how radio works. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, this is all good, I'm keeping all of it. Everything, even even the half hour of us trying to get shit going. <laughs> I'm doing the exact same thing, so I've, I've started recording like 10 minutes. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, some Mizuna was a big mistake, um, and that really turned me off, Japanese noise straight away, general noise. Um, but the first big one that really got me was Soviet France. I know they're not hypothetically industrial, but the very early stage was one, and, espe and especially Splendor Geometrico. Absolutely Oh, yeah, life. shit. Splendor Geometrico is the, the best. <laughs> That's awesome. They very are cool, man. They, they are the epitome of what industrial music should sound like, and they were the, the precursor to lots of people like to call it power noise but I prefer to call it rhythmic noise or rhythmic industrial that's a, that's a, I love mm -hmm. that music it's great brilliant but without a splendor geometrical it's, it's and... so catchy and, and rhythmic like you say and it's just like but it sounds like like they're just playing it's like it's like pure and and just uh there's no you know there's no hipster shit to it. They're not, like, trying. They're just having a good time, it feels like, with the Splendor Geometrica. But at the same time, it feels like all they've done is they've just walked into an industrial warehouse or building and just took a mic in and just walked out again. Yeah, yeah, it's so pure. Yeah, totally. Totally, man. And there's another guy who's an Italian, which I can never pronounce his name. I think it's Vivendi or Vivendis. I can never pronounce it. Um... And he does sort of a, a similar sort of style of music. It's very, very raw. And nobody really gives a crap about it. I've tried to post it on Six World Music like two or three times, different tracks, and never gets anything. But I feel that's another purest example of what industrial music is at its absolute core. I mean, I love Frog and Gristle. I um, love Cabaret Voltaire. I love SBK and all of the original guys. Mm -hmm. um, but people like... Spendal Geometrico and Vivendez, or however you want to pronounce it, and a few other. Uh, uh, De Fabric is another one, which is especially early stuff, and a few other bands, which I suddenly can't remember off the top of my head. Um, they were the core that people forget about. Oh, Nocturnal Emissions is another one, um, British guy. Mm. Um, there's a couple of more Italian ones, and we're not even talking about the parallel tracks, so just pure industrial. Um, and without them... I think Sorry, I, I was gonna say, um, no, no, it's cool. Uh, I think you're the one that got me into um, De Fabrique. Uh, yeah, I hadn't heard of them until Sixth World Music, actually, and I'm all about them. Like, that's cool. Uh, where were they? I, I don't know that other guy you're talking about either. Uh, Viven, Vivendez? To, Viven I know. Do you want me to quickly find a track and just play a random track? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I have this whole sounds cool, man. Much this whole <laughs> the problem is, I can never remember what a good track of his is, so I will just be picking a random one and we cross our fingers. Uh, most tracks are like nine minutes plus <laughs> long, so I'll just play like a minute or two.
there's something uh it's called like like motor music or something or like like locomotion music oh yes and it's I like remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay okay that's what it reminds me of and i mean like like that's as proto-industrial as it gets but exactly. but yeah that's so cool and, it's, and and I think that's to me to me the epitome of what industrial can be. Does that make sense? I, I I'm not saying that yeah. all the rest isn't good because goddamn it, it is there's so much and still still great industrial music being made uh, even up to now. Um, and same with power electronics and deaf industrial and um, many other things. And I think it's 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 almost got to the point of being a, a forgotten art in some respects that people don't really give a crap about it so actually so i totally forgot but i had like a few questions that i prepared for you <laughs> um, Yay! okay so i think i think you answered some of these already but uh okay yeah oh yes here we go so here's one that you haven't answered yet so what does gary mean to you <laughs> oh god yeah gary what a what a character that man is the all almighty god that persistently covers our evil sins i mean if you have you actually met the man or was he or does he just come to you and send you messages is that how he's communicating with you if you actually met the crazy bastard so for me uh i have to like I have to communicate with him through like seances and and you know cryptic messages mainly, but there was once when he when he popped up out of the ground, um, and I was really alarmed because he just like popped up out of uh out of my backyard and he he seemed to know me though he knew everything about me and then I realized later oh that was that Gary guy of course yeah, yeah. for me basically but mainly seances just, you know turns up on my doorstep. And just lets right. himself right. in, and I'll just find him just sitting on a couch, and he'll then just inform me about what's happening there. I mean, to be honest, his favourite is Doggy Styles, and it always has been. I'm not really sure why. He's, you know, um, probably because he's quite an. He he really guy. has spotted him quite a bit. Yeah, uh, Doggy Styles had a, a lot of a lot of communication with him. I don't I don't know what's up with that. Tada! Not as much. You know. No, no, no. I think. Tada is more of a collaborator than anything else, let's be honest. But for Doggy Stars, I think he's kind he he uses him as his own vessel, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Like Doggy Styles, I didn't realize how much material he had on Gary. Um like he did like that huge dump of information. Like that's a that's fascinating, man. That's a, that's an achievement. Oh, he's been doing that for well, even before I even joined the sub. So I joined the sub about two and a half years ago, and he's been doing it even before then. So he's known Gary since almost the conception of the sub. So I'm wondering if Gary had used Dolly Cells to do to start the sub, and they couldn't. He couldn't find anybody else to do it, and they did. Ah, uh, so yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. That Doggy Style is the original kind of um, whipping boy. Pretty yeah. much, pretty much. I mean, I'm not saying anything against Doggy Style because he's, he's a great guy. Let's be honest here, but he <laughs> is very easily manipulated by Gary. 
And I don't really know why. I mean, I like Gary. He's interesting. He he projects an aura that you cannot describe. But it seems that Gary likes to abuse Doggy Style a bit too much. But he, you know, he, he he takes all of his anger upon him and nobody else. And his mother. He has a bit of a thing for his mum. Oh, oh yeah, I noticed that as well. Like, I think Gary must have something on Doggy Styles. Um, and I know yeah, he's mom. insinuated that he has things on me as well, but, but definitely on Doggy Styles. I mean, to be honest, I kind of keep myself quiet. I, I, I don't like discussing things too much with Gary, because I know there's, he'll find out something if you slip up. So I try to keep everything to the minimum and just acknowledge what he says and occasionally do what he says. And then if you just comply... He doesn't bother you. Oh yeah, I mean, honestly, I think like, like all of Gary's products, like the advertisements for him that I do, I think are keeping me in his good graces. So as long as I keep that up, I feel totally safe. You know? Yeah, I, know. I mean, if you do what's needed, then Gary's grace will be upon you at all times. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to live. Exactly, exactly. Allow it into your okay. heart, and everything will be just fine. He is the saviour that we have all been waiting for. I think we owe him a lot. Yeah, <laughs> without his benevolence, we'd be lost, I feel. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Now, I did have... Let's see, I have... Hmm... I have one other question. Let's see. Actually, you know, we haven't even gone into uh, your monthly picks. So, like, can you just talk a little bit about um, what what are those about? Like, how do you how do you make those those decisions? Um, what's up with those, man? Okay, so they're this, awesome. So, I originally did an original run of one year. And I started it in, it was an absolute whim. So it started in two, end of 2017, I think it was, the first one I did was in August. And what I wanted to do was collect the best of from each month. So the way I, let, let's go back. The way I I decided on setting up. So you have the top four for every single week for a month. I then select those four and then if that didn't come to a total of 30 minutes, I'd then find from the top 15 other songs I liked. Mm. I would then get all four weeks worth, unless it was a five-week month, and then slowly go through them, listening to them, and creating my own personal order. I liked the sound of it. The way, way it would flow in my head, if that makes sense. And yeah, definitely. Then, and then just uploaded it one day and thought I'm gonna do this screw it let's do this and I popped it up and then to do was like yeah I've been planning to do that for about six months <laughs> so, oh, okay then cool. <laughs> uh, so I just kept on doing it so every single month I would, and I and I felt it was a good way of allowing new members to see what the subreddit was about so they had an instantaneous this is the say two hours of music for the last month so they can have a feel of what to expect. Instead of drudging through walls and walls of random music, then you had a good selection. And every single month would always be different. So I did it for kind of a yeah, year. Yeah. And then I kind of 
lots of things happened and I never got wrapped back to doing it again. And then I've done the two um, specials in the last few weeks, which was the first, well, the last month. So the first one was um, industrial, techno, and similar uh, genres. And then the last one, which I did last week, was related to power electronics, deaf industrial, black ambient, drone, and noise. Yeah, that's really cool. Like, I really like, um, it's almost like listening to an album, you know, from front to back, you get more of a perspective and an overall feeling, right? Like, the the subreddit, you kind of go in and you, if you don't know it, I could see it being overwhelming and, like, you don't know where to start. And I, I like the weekly things for the same reason, is that it gives you cohesion and, like, this this almost, like gang-like mentality of like this is uh this is our shit you know uh in a good way <laughs> yeah and it is it's, i think with the weekly one it's a representation of what's generally being i think the difference is that with the weekly one it's just a representation of what the sub in general believes is the best of that week but what i tried to do with the monthly was to yes pick the best four of each week to come to then contribute to a whole month but then i would then hand pick other tracks i liked to kind of mix it into it so people may tracks they may have missed from the rest of the month they might be able to actually hear in that mix if they go through let's say the whole two hours because there's been two hours quite a long time right no that makes a lot of sense i mean it's like like the the weekly is like a bare bones and then you are kind of like making it a full meal, you know? Pretty much, yeah. That's that's super cool. I I definitely like it. I, I like the approach. Um, I definitely I definitely get like life coming up too, because already, like I have like as little going on this summer as possible, but doing like one a week is like a lot for me. <laughs> uh, it's just a lot of recording, a lot of editing. Um, and it's so time-consuming. Let's be honest. It's very time-consuming. Yeah, and I mean, uh, planning and all that stuff takes a long time. And I mean, you're doing the same thing with that. So I mean, it's the same with yeah. the artwork as well. I mean, I know. I mean, for you, I I think you've gone the route of creating something that's kind of timeless for the idea. And I was trying to then do something similar where I wanted to try and have a. Um, trying to think of the word here. I'll be working a second. Um, trying to have a like a blueprint that would always be used for the artwork. So I've have a default font that I always use, and then I was doing a default style. So each time I would have um, just have six world music and then monthlies, but then I'll do like a number count for the weeks in the corner. Um, so then people mm-hmm. know which weeks it was related to. Um, and then I created a weird like logo, which started appearing on the later ones for Six World Music, which kind of looks like a um, psychic TV logo, but that was like an accident. I was like, yeah, no, why not? So I'm thinking of restarting the monthlies from August. So I won't be doing one for July, but I'm probably going to start again from August. Nice. That's super cool. All right, that's an exclusive for the podcast for sure. <laughs> it's coming back. <laughs> But uh, I was gonna say, like, like I just like, I just like all the camaraderie, and I like the, uh, I love the cataloging of the weeks and everything. It just feels like it's building its own mythos and everything. 
And I think like like you definitely add a huge bunch of that, like you say, making this blueprint, making this timeless thing that it all fits into this greater whole and greater part. Um, and I definitely like, like being 33, I mean, I'm not old or anything, but I definitely like feel, feel like I want to give back to, I want to participate in stuff rather than just consume it. And so like, I've always been into podcasts. I've never done them. And so I was like, I was like, this is like the coolest thing that I could think of. Um, and like, I just love music. I love like finding out about it and like, uh, history too. Like I'm a, I am a history teacher, high school history teacher. And so I just love like winding in history or tidbits of stuff in with it. Uh, so I don't know. I, I'm glad that I can like add something to it too. It's just I mean, fun. That's the thing. And I, I, in the long run, I want to be honest on, on Reddit, six of music is really the only place that I feel comfortable in. Um, because I've always been a little bit of a... I'm a bit of a weird character, so I'm kind of a loner, but I'm really good with people. So it's, it's, a bit, it's, it's a bit of a weird contradiction in terms, isn't it? I kind of... I like my own time, but I can easily drift into groups and drift into pe- and with people and speak to people and spend time with people. I'm fine with it, and then I can easily drift back out again. But I've never been able to sort of find my own people throughout my own life. I've always just been somebody who's always kind of been there. And I've finally found a place where I feel like people understand my music tastes at last and I can share my music tastes and I can um, share my ideas. And, and the idea of, say, I'm doing compilations, for example. And we've had competitions past, like the T-shirt competition. And I really want this mm-hmm. second um, compilation to do really well. Um, and I know we've it's been a bit slow so far. I'll be honest; we've only had um, three artists um, send anything in so far. And I really would love the other people in the green studio. I know there's some good artists and good musicians who are actually on our set. And I really am going. I'm doing it now. I'm encouraging you. Please, 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 please make some goddamn good music to prove to us all that we're a great community full of great people. I'm definitely like, like in the throes of it, like. I'm just so out of practice is my problem. I would have done it a long time ago. I'm giving myself like a full week to just like immerse myself and just like throw paint at the wall and see what sticks. Um, and I bet you there's a lot of people that are kind of like that too, that are like super interested. So I think there's a lot of people out there that are going to do it. But I wonder if like having like a set date of when, when it should be submitted by would help or if well, it would hinder people. We've currently got a sort of loose primary day which is the end of the end of the month which um when i've messaged a few people who are interested i stated to them that the um core end day is 28th of july um i mean we like last year we had a little bit of leeway so we gave people about a month to putting their submissions and then we allowed i think about a week or two extra overflow because we had a few people who were like oh i'm nearly completing my track and then they started sending things in so I'm hoping we can have a similar scenario this time around. Because it was really slow at the beginning. We had like four artists at the beginning, really quickly. And it was like a lull for three weeks. And then suddenly our email got flooded and we had some like uh, 12 more artists. So I think the total for the last one was 17 artists. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I listened to it uh, but a while ago. I don't don't remember too well. But 17 is a, 
It's good. So uh, even if we can get to double figures again, that'd be great. Yeah. So I did the random generator thing, and I got uh, bedtime core and noise and baseline. So I don't know what I'm going to do with that, but it'll be something. Just make it... And maybe not. Maybe it won't even happen. Maybe I'll just make something completely random. Who knows? I mean, that's what happened when I originally did it for the Ableton um, subred. So they did a similar thing. That's where originally this all started off from. So I actually did my own version of that, where I ended up selecting three different genres. So I had... I remember this now. Meta, something meta turntablism was one of them. Um, oh God! Yeah, disco noise. That was a good one. And cool. then what was the third one? Oh, um, it was something like um, medieval something techno. <laughs> medieval techno. Just that would be amazing. <laughs> So for that track, what I ended up doing was I found I was looking, I was just digging around for like 14th Sorry. century music, and I found loads of MIDI files. And what I ended up doing was I originally thought it was all organ stuff. I love organ music, um, but it ended up being choir music because I then it was like when I was setting organs to it, it's like this doesn't sound right. So then I looked up the artist's name. It's like oh, it's actually all organ, it's actually all choral stuff. So then I just changed into vocals. <laughs> and this sounds great. <laughs> And then nice. slapped some techno beat to it, which I'm terrible at doing, but it worked. <laughs> well, that was that was it with the meta turntable. It was meta turntablism, footwork. Yeah, so basically, it ended up being one of those those types of tracks from the really cool album. I like. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Yeah, like uh, it's interesting. That's what I was gonna say. It jogged my memory. Is that I actually? submitted something late for a uh, r slash synthesizers contest too it was like a score like a like a film in the style of uh, that that famous uh, Icelandic composer that just died he did Mandy soundtrack of Mandy oh, yeah loved it. loved his stuff didn't even his, his name yeah I, oh, I forgot his name uh, <coughs> that's really bad <laughs> but um great music lovers can't even remember that dude's name but uh, anyway, uh, I submitted it like a day late, and they were like, "So, it was like, oh yeah, you can you can send it in. Sure, we'll like, we'll like put it as a part of it, but you're not going to be voted on or whatever." And I was like, "Okay, fine, I don't care. I did it though." <laughs> That's all that matters, really. Oh yeah, I mean, I was satisfied. I I uh, set out to do a goal, and I did it. So that was nice. different thing that I used to do so basically I'm gonna go now I'm gonna go with go through the monarchs of basically three stages of my musical career that's never never actually released anything except for the odd thing here and there so in the early days uh, <laughs> yeah. my artist was Belzebub spelt with A's not E's so it was actually the god of 
Um, he is the god of flies. <laughs> I, I, I love playing with so I like lots of wordplay. I've always been like that. I'm a bit of a freak when it comes to things like that. So that so that then people get all freaked out. Oh, he's he's named Belzebub. Nobody on Discord is called Belzebub or Belzebub. So I was like, I'm not myself Belzebub and get people confused. So then I made like two <laughs> things under that name. Um, and then I moved on to another one, which was Aryan Zombie. But the idea of that was because everybody in Parrot... So this is when I moved some... I went from general experimentation of first sense and messing around to pure on, I'm going to make power electronics and noise music now. So the idea was everybody's obsessed by Nazism and everybody's obsessed with all that crap. So I'm going to call myself Aryan Zombie because the zombie part is everybody's a zombie around Nazism. But then I found out later on that if you change the spelling from Y to an I, it's Welsh for money. So I changed it to that, so it's money zombies, really. So the concept is then people obsessed by capitalism. Like, okay, cool, why let's go with that instead. And it still confuses everybody. So <laughs> that I, is I, awesome. No, so, I'm on board. Yeah, so basically I had that name for like four releases I've never released. One of them I ended up releasing under Curly B. So basically, at this stage, I went on a hiatus for a little while. I then got obsessed by the whole rhythmic noise thing, so I made another one under the phrase Kmar Rouge, based on the Kmar Rouge, but spelt differently. So it was just K-M-E-R-R-O-U-G, but pronounced almost identical, because I have an interest in, historically interest in um, Soviet and similar period communism and socialism, uh, more because I'm more interested... In satellite in, states and everything? Yeah, but it's, it's more about the idea of the terrible things they did. I'm not interested, always quite interested in the good things they did, even if they ever did anything good. But I'm more interested in oh, oh, yeah. the terrible things they did. I mean, Pol Pot, and, and yeah, I mean, the, that Stalin, is fascinating and horrifying. Yeah, I mean, Stalin is worse, and hypothetically, I know people, this is a controversial thing to say for some people, Stalin was worse than Hitler. The reason why was because he killed three, three times more people than Hitler. The only problem with the Hitler scenario is, yes, he killed a shit ton of Jews. <laughs> I yeah, no, I mean, and, and Mao, Mao killed more too. Mao's yeah, horrible. Um, but, but a lot of people have an issue because it's the world currently loves socialism these days. So you can't say anything bad about socialism, but sadly, socialism has a very tarnished record. Oh yeah, I mean, like so many people have starved from from Stalin. I mean, it's totally. I think it's totally fair. To, to say that, to remind people of that, you know? That's I mean, super important. Exactly, and it's like, socialism as a concept is great, and it has lots of potential if done correctly, but currently it has never been done appropriately. But that's another story, it's not music-related, that's another time, let's not go down that line, because it's controversial shit, let's be honest. Um, so yeah, so basically I did that, and I did, and I then created um, one EP, one, one LP, and then I was creating a small EP for that. So that's just sitting around. Then I moved on to Curly B, and then released one of my Aryan Zombies under Curly B, which was a full length, which I originally recorded directly with my synth, directly to tape, and then later on then recorded it back from tape onto digital. <laughs> Dude, that's a really popular method right now, actually. That and probably was, sounded so saturated. I was doing it 12 years ago. <laughs> You're ahead of the curve, man. Hell yeah. I'm always ahead of the game. Um, and then I've moved on to Death Set, which is my current name, which was, once again, Doggy Style. Who, who happened with that one? That's cool. Death Set is a good name, actually, man. I like it. 
so yeah, so I'm kind of still in the air of what I want DefSec to be. So basically, since then, I've got, once again, I have a short album that I've created, which I did at the beginning of this year, which was a collection of field recordings and um, radio stuff. So I recorded loads of random radio stuff and then just made music from it which was fun to do and you know quite enjoyed doing that and then I've been kind of obviously in between meddling with my euro rack and kind of making that into a site proper and so I'm trying to also make one of my euro so I've got two now two major units one of them trying to convert into an organ but I've been waiting for this one part that's actually like an organ so it'll actually make the whole thing sound like an organ a traditional organ in a church mm, that sounds really interesting and then uh, like yeah, I, drones. I was going to say I really like the uh, the radio radio idea stuff. I, I haven't ever like I don't know what exactly I want to do with radio stuff, but I always like the idea. <laughs> so I'd be if interested they, to hear some of your stuff. So I mean, I could play in a minute, or I could just send it to you, and then you can decide what you want to do with it later. Um, so yeah, so I actually released. So um, there's a subreddit called Noise Comps. And they do noise compilations every so often. So they did one based on radio frequencies and um, something else. So I made two tracks for that alone. So I made one which was a fake number station. So I created a track that was like a fake number station. And another one which was using random sounds I found on um, random radio frequencies. And I made that into a track as well. And that's when I followed up with the next one. And I thought, no, I really like doing this idea. So then I started making actual proper LP. Um, I was going to say it. So you would like this other name I had for, let's see, for the last, like, uh, I want to say like seven years ago or so. Uh, so I came up with the name Briog. Nice. How do you spell that? Though? <laughs> so it's B-R-Y-A-A-U-G-H. It's this obscure 70s cartoon movie uh, about dragons called A Flight of Dragons. And the main bad dragon is called Briog, and it's supposed to be sort of like mildly satanic. It's great. That's brilliant. <laughs> I think you should just keep using it, or if you're not going to keep using it, just release an album with that name. Oh, yeah. No, I think I, I definitely want to keep using it. I, I honestly, my SoundCloud was called Briog until I started the podcast and I just renamed it because I was like, I don't want to have to. Re-add people. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least you've got people who are going to be forced to listen to it. It's like, yes, you are going to listen to this because you like me, don't you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what uh, that's what I keep telling my friends. You must listen to this. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, you know, I don't like your music. I'm not interested in what you're doing. Stop peddling your wares to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so far, that's, that's pretty much been it. <laughs> like, even, like, close friends of mine, they're like... I just don't like podcasts. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> I prefer to stream my music using Spotify. Ah, uh, exactly, exactly. Well, I'm on Spotify, but no, um, yeah, I think like, plug, plug, plug. like that's what I like about that's what I like about podcasts in general is like that like everything's like trying to be dumbed down to smaller and smaller bits of stuff, and so it's like I like the movement of podcasts as like okay, let's get into deep shit and really talk about stuff for like a long time and you'll, you're going to like it and you're going you're gonna to be reminded of what conversations and fun times are with people, you know? 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've never really got into podcasts myself because I just haven't the time to really do it. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. I guess, like, like I got really into, um, like, uh, I don't know if you know, uh, Last Podcast on the Left. Like, that one is very, like, free form. It's just, like, three guys hanging out, talking about horror stuff. I was about to say it's um, horror-related, because I think that's the name of that film. I've got it and never got around to watching. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, it's the video nasty, man. And that was one of the options for the uh, thing, for the... Uh, <laughs> turning back to the uh, wonderful, uh, wonderful <laughs> compilation we're trying to do. That was one of the options. <laughs> we're very, very on-brand right now, yes. <laughs> on fleek! Uh, but but yeah. Anyway, uh, I guess that's my that's my point though is that I, I like that that um conversational style like and also I, I as a history teacher I just like like going into that stuff going into depth is like important I feel like I'm I'm very scared when people like can't have depth. <laughs> oh no, I totally agree. If they've got at least like a person doesn't have substance to them if if they're. Okay, I know this is probably going to sound maybe a bit patronising or something else. I really <laughs> find it awkward when people aren't in, don't have an interest in something. I think there's something wrong with them. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, you'll like this then. One of the first things that... My wife makes fun of, of me for this all the time. Like, one of the first things I said to her was like, what are you all about? What is, like, what is your thing? And she was just blown away by that. Like, nobody asked her that before. Like, like I don't know. I don't know what my thing is. But really, you know, her thing was, like, all kinds of stuff. But it's just, like, we don't think about that. And, like, I don't know, it's just so important. I am definitely an obsessive guy. Like, I'm, like, like Jay Thaddeus Toad from Wind in the Willows. I, like, have to have obsessions <laughs> and manias. <laughs> I bet your wife's in the back going, yep, yep, that's him. I wish he never did that, but he did. But here's the thing: I think, <laughs> let's be honest, the obsessive qualities. I think it's a very male thing. I don't. I'm not saying that, that all females don't. Do that's this, that's but I think true. It's a very male thing to be obsessed about things. Yeah, yeah. I think like there's something like there's an audacity to think that you can go out and do something, and I think that is associated with the, the male thing. I think you're right. Rugged individualism. What? What the United States was built on. I'm probably making your poor wife feel like, what is this man doing to my husband? He's pulling him even further into this mess. I wish. <laughs> she, she did literally just walk over and then gave me a look and then walked away. So I was right. <laughs> okay, the only thing I need to plug is if you're bored. Go to my YouTube channel, World Noise with a Z. I also have a SoundCloud under Kmar Rouge, spelled K-M-E-R-O-U-G. That's about, oh yeah, and Six World Music uh, Bandcamp, because I kind of run that, even though I've never got around to releasing a couple of things for different people, and hopefully the compilation will be run through there as well. Um, And there we go, some plugs, yay. (laughs) Very nice. Yeah, sorry, I totally forgot to uh, say for you to plug stuff, but yeah, you knew, you know what to do. Um, I, I, I well, yeah. Lots of YouTube. <laughs> I've got okay. Thank you, thank you for thinking of me. Like I, I was so rude. Now, I just uh, I I made a site to put all of my stuff into one spot, 
So it's sites.google.com slash view slash sixth world music podcast. Eventually I should get like a real domain, but I don't wanna I don't wanna spend too much money. <laughs> it adds up. Totally agree. If you don't have to spend it, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um but it's pretty cool. So I've been working on it secretly in the background, and so I have like a archive of all the episodes so far. And I've got like Gary's products, so like like all of the advertisements I've done, I'm gonna put like all in one spot so you can just like there's an archive of them and then I have like fun pictures and everything of like depicting the products as well <laughs> question about the product placements you've been doing have you been scripting them yet have i, I been scripting them uh yeah yes okay cool because i would say you need to you need to practice them <laughs> um practice the scripting you mean reading better <laughs> yeah 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 because I really do enjoy the little um, adverts you do, but your occasional stumbles, like, oh, it's, it's, it's taking me out of the fun. <laughs> it's my only criticism <laughs> for the whole thing. I, 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 nothing else has been great so far. <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you for the criticism. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I realize, yeah, especially the last one, I stumbled around a ton. I don't know what was wrong with me. I would say this this last episode was a slip up in quality. So I apologize to all of the loyal Six World Music fans. I just uh, I let you down, and I feel horrible about it, guys. Gary will be disciplining you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he disciplines us all because he loves us all. And that's all that matters. His love, his grace, the honor. Well, well, thank you so much. It was so fun to talk with you, man. It's cool to meet, cool to meet people. Exactly, enjoying expressions of our enjoyment of life itself. <laughs> ah, exactly. Uh, All right. Well, I'll I'll talk to you. I'll talk yeah. to you soon, man. Have a good weekend. Don't get lost. Don't kill anybody. Or if you do, dispose of their bodies appropriately. <laughs> well, I, I got a guy for that. Don't worry. It's cool. His, his name's Gary. <laughs> Okay, bye. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that's all I got for this week, guys. So uh, I will see you guys next week. Um, of course, keep up with r slash um, world music. Of course, check out that, um, that song contest and submit something if you haven't yet. And I will see you in the weird... Weird world.